The Black and White Network now proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now here are the moms. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Moms Across America. I'm Kathleen Fitzgerald. And today I've got Dan Perkins. He's going to be my sidekick. I'm happy to have him on the show. Welcome, Dan. Thank you again for joining me. Yes, ma'am. It's always a pleasure. So I thought maybe we would talk about an article that you sent me about, um, it's called the 10 biggest COVID mistakes and Americans deserve an apology from the medical experts. Yes. Let's talk about that. Um, you know, we did a show, if you want to go and check that out, you guys, on natural immunity with Vicki Tonkins. And, and I did that. And it was pretty, it's like mind boggling that the medical establishment does not want to recognize natural immunity because that's one of the 10 points here. But let's go with the first one. And so you can, this is a, a Fox News article. Uh, and um, by by Dr. Marty Macri. And uh, the first oh, one is, huh? He's from Johns Hopkins. And um, part, of, part of his job at Johns Hopkins is public policy health initiative. So this guy has been at the thick of it from the very beginning. Wow. Well, that's, that's good because that's a credible source. We, mm -hmm. we always like to dig up credible sources here. So no question. Everybody can, can know that our uh, research is verified and we, you know, we do have opinions, but we do bring credible information for you. Right. Uh, the first one is uh, surface transmission. And so they were saying to wash your hands like crazy and pour alcohol solutions on all your vegetables and stuff. And you know what? I, I did that at first because we just saw people dying on the streets. And I remember going to, to Costco and doing a big shopping thing and coming back. And, and we had our gloves and masks and everything on way before anybody else did because I knew about it. I just didn't know. It looked really super dangerous. We'd bring our vegetables home and stuff and we'd scrub everything and wipe everything down. And wow, do you, did you do any of that? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I think what was important about the point that the doctor was making, there are two other COVID viruses, SARS and MERS, and they are airborne transmission. Right. And so the idea that they decided that, that COVID which was a MERS virus, was not going to be airborne, but in fact surface. We went through all this stuff to, quote, decontaminate the surfaces, which were never really in play. And so we spent billions of dollars and uh, did things that were not necessary, but the, quote, experts told us we had to do it. Yeah, you would think he's kind of in the thick of it. He's like the head, highest paying um, state or federal official, whatever you want to call him. And uh, you would think he would know that it was airborne because he's kind of part of this. Don't you think that at that? Yeah, but, gonna... but I, I think I, um, I, I think 
what you're pointing out is extremely important in that you started off the program talking about natural immunity, which they poo-pooed and never talked about. And now the evidence is that natural immunity is two and a half times stronger than vaccines. Um, but they didn't tell us that. They knew that, but they didn't tell us that because it didn't fit whatever narrative they were trying to do to control the country. And, uh, and so when they decided, well, you, you can't question the fact that this, this um, COVID virus was not airborne like the other two sisters, but all of a sudden it became surface transmitted. Uh, it was again, part of a way for the government to try and control us. And that's what this is really all about is that all the things, these 10 things that we did wrong were all because people in the central government, a small group of people felt they had the responsibility and the right to control what we did. And so, yeah. when, so when we had to clean everything because it was transmitted on surfaces, it, it, it's, it was never true, but they decided to make it the science because they said so, as opposed to proving it. So, and also uh, all the products that people were buying, all of the hand sanitizers and the wipes and the Clorox products and the bleach and all of that is all part of the establishment's products, all chemical products. So we do know that all of this actually does degrade your immune system because you need to be exposed to the viruses and bacteria to build your immune system. Right. Anyways. So I want to I, I want to take this opportunity and I apologize for jumping in uh, because it's something I've been thinking about for the last week or so that I think needs to be said and perhaps we'll be talking about it first. There's been a great deal of now research on and and uh, this this doctor has written a book on the fear factor in the pandemic and he talks about the psychological impact on children more so than anybody else and uh and and other parts of our population and they they used fear the, in my opinion, the biggest fear mongerer in the country was the president of the United States of Joe Biden. When he was telling people, if you don't get a vaccination, you could kill your grandparents. That's right. That's and, right. And, Go ahead. And, and, and so what I'm looking at is I'm thinking about this. Um, there now there are studies being done about the psychological impact on children of masks, but more important than masks, what the children were told by the government officials and teachers about their responsibility for killing their grandparents, that they were a weapon. And so I think That's that right. the, the the fear that we're, that this Dr. Mackey's talking about is a very real fear. And you can't tell a child that for two years and then all of a sudden say, never mind, it wasn't true. You, they, they can't process that. They, they've been told. It's just like the, the sister to that is, which we've talked about many times on the show, critical race theory. When you were told, when your children were told that you were your parents, your white mom and dad 
were racist and evil and bigoted because somebody said so because they were white left an impression, leaves us a, 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 a tremendous impression on the hearts and minds of, of, of children. And so um, the, the fear element we haven't even begun to address as to the problems of what it's causing longer term on our society. And yet it's the political leaders who were, in my opinion, the fear mongerers. They were the ones who were spreading the fear and the teachers, the teachers unions, uh, all of this and, and, and the idea that we had to mass children under five and we had to provide vaccinations for children under five. Uh, it, it just, we went way too far, way too far. And anybody who tried to challenge the norm was treated as a bigot or a, a witch or a fear monger. And in fact, it was the other way around. It was the people who were trying to do these 10 things and more. Uh, but I think that the great amount of fear that is still in our society today, because we have more people sick with COVID now than we've ever had before. But they're not dying. They're getting sick. It's, it's like now turned into a flu. My point is, we've spent two years, the, the administration and the government primarily, and the health, public health officials, marketing fear to parents and children. And um, he doesn't address that per se in his 10 points, but I know he's written a book that just came out about, about it. But it, I think that that's, we, Kathleen, we don't know what kind of damage we have done to our children. And I, when I, when, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, Dan, as you're talking. The long-term effects are not going to really shake out um, until, you know, maybe 10 years from now. We just don't know when these people are ready to vote and these people are ready to lead our country. These people, these young, you know, American citizens, they, I don't know. It's just uh, pretty daunting for them. It, you know, sad that they can't just have their childhoods and live a healthy lifestyle, but they're always under attack. They're weaponized, just like you said. I yeah. I, I, one of the other points that he made, he thought was a terrible mistake, was forcing people who were in intensive care to die alone. Yeah, I have that here. Let me read it. The barbaric policy of banning loved ones from holding the hand of their dying loved one and saying goodbye was a human rights violation that spanned much of the pandemic. All the so-called experts and medical establishment were complacent, allowing this cruel policy to be instituted while abandoning their duty to respect the dignity of human life. And so let me add this too, in some of my research, the long-term care facilities that were forced to shut down because of the 100% compliance uh, of the vaccine and the fact that if they didn't get the vaccine, then they wouldn't get their Medicaid, Medicare money. And so these people were not just the elderly that were like, you know, in bedridden and things like that. These care facilities were housing many, many elderly and, and aging autistic uh, people. And they were forced out. Some of the parents had to go um, 
within, you know, had to find a place for their severely autistic adult child. They had to find them another place to go. So, you know, it just didn't affect, you know, people uh, in certain scenarios. I mean, this this was a, a broad spanning human rights violation. But yeah, we had lots of people that were dying alone, sequestering them away from their, their, um, their families. And that's what an abusive relationship is. You know, it's, it's a very important point that you're making. And we've got just about a minute before we go to break. But, but I, I, I want to go back to what you said, we don't know what the long term ramifications are. We don't know not only from um, you can't go see grandma because you could, you might get, make her sick and die, but you can't go to school. And uh, we, if you go to school uh, remotely, you're getting indoctrinated with critical race theory. It's been a terrible time for children. Yeah. And, and um, in the formative years, um, you're right. We have no idea of how long it's going to take. And I wrote about this from the very beginning. We're doing things with, a, with the children having the lowest mortality number and we're putting masks on them and we went and give them shots, all these things we should never have done. But the, the medical left had such a um, death trap hold on our country, we decided we had to do every, what, everything that they told us to do. And with that, we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back after these messages. Hello, this is Dan Perkins, co-host of Black and White Network, here to tell you about my latest book, Sad Eyes. This is a story of Mary Margaret Murphy, our red-haired, green-eyed, gorgeous Irish lass born in Waterloo, Iowa in 1916. Incredibly capable and talented woman who wants to make the world a better place. She knew at a very early age she didn't want to live in Waterloo, but she knew what she wanted to do and she wanted to be a nurse. She did her homework and found the best place to learn to be a nurse was in Chicago, Illinois. Side Eyes is her adventure, growing and maturing in the face of adversity to become a very powerful voice in the American military during World War II. But it's also about her personal life and finding the love of her life for a fleeting moment. Sad Eyes is available at hollismedia.net, amazon.com, and Barnes & Noble, and through your local bookstore. Enjoy the read. America. I have Dan Perkins here giving us some insight. We're talking about an article. The article is, uh, it's called The 10 Biggest COVID Mistakes Americans Deserve an Apology from the Medical Experts by Dr. Marty Macri. And hopefully that, uh, I, you said, Dan, you're hopefully going to get him on yes. uh, one of your radio shows. We're talking about this article and let's continue with the closing of schools. Um, let me just read this. The Centers of Disease Control and Prevention argued that they were using science to close schools. And, and I always like, what, what science? Which, which side of the coin are you on on that science? Right. Um, but many private schools and most schools in Florida and other states remained open throughout with no difference of COVID outcomes. So we did have a population that was showing that there really wasn't a big um, improvement on COVID cases and uh, infections. The CDC director initially said schools were safe, but was swiftly corrected by the White House the following day, just like you said, Dan. It later came out that the teachers unions had made edits to the draft school closure policy before it was issued. 
kids did not have a chance to make edits. Now studies are revealing the catastrophic harm to a generation of children, significant motor and cognitive declines and a mental health crisis. In Baltimore, many kids never logged on to a virtual learning and were never seen in class again. Now, let me just add. Uh, I wanna uh, tell listeners that we did an interview several months ago with a doctor from London and we were talking to her about masks on children, uh, especially small children, and and what she thought they were should they be doing it. And she said, absolutely not. She said, children learn by hearing and seeing. When you put a mask on the face of a teacher or another classmate or a parent, and what happens is you can't they can't see your face they can't see the reaction to what you are saying to them. And uh, so they miss that important part of the learning process. And that is understanding uh, that communications is both visual and auditory. And so when you got rid of the visual components, you couldn't see fear, anger, frustration, happiness, sadness, because it was covered by a mask. You created a really tough situation for children. And there's no question that the teachers' unions not only help write the rules, but the teachers' union, because of their relationship with the Democratic Party, were primarily responsible in the blue states for shutting the schools down, thinking that children, and again, this is something that I, I was absolutely opposed to, I didn't think that teachers should be in the business of writing public health policy and deciding whether schools should be open, how they were gonna be open. And it just, it made no sense to me. And the mortality numbers for children that after two years of this pandemic, we've had a little over 500 children out of 60 million children in the country who've died. And most of that was because the children had other comorbidities that caused them to die when they got the virus. So the children of our country, the next generation, may be the most devastating thing about how we treated COVID-19. Dan, you make some great points. Um, you know, the fact that in this, this one point, the closing schools, they talk about it being a mental health crisis. Right now, I don't know if she's signed it yet, but the governor of Oregon, Kate Brown, has on her desk to sign the fact that they want to make a bill. Was, um, I can't remember the, the number of the bill to make, um, make it that there's a mental health crisis in Oregon uh, because Oregon was founded um, by racists. Oregon is fundamentally racist and it's causing a mental health crisis. Well, I don't, you know, I don't understand because it just seems like they are creating the mental health crisis and, and then they want to exploit it. I guess that's their MO, um, but it, it's alarming. You should check that out, everybody. Um, Let's move on. So, of course, they did ignore natural immunity, giving us the fact that, you know, 
It's just the vaccine. The vaccine is the only way to get out of this mess. Uh, wouldn't that be great if, if I had a product and, and I got the government to force it on people and made them buy it, made them use it and, and forced them and threatened them and coerced them and medical tyranny them to death so that they would, would you know, comply. That's what's happening. And that would give and also give them immunity from being sued if it didn't work or somebody exactly. died or somebody exactly. had a medical issue. We gave them medical immunity. I saw right. yesterday the chairman of Moderna is is saying that we need a fourth booster. But, but you, if you listen to the interview very carefully, he addresses why the vaccines deteriorated so rapidly and they needed to be replaced with more and more shots. And he said that the original vaccines were only intended to last for a year. We were never told that. We were told if you get the shot, you'll be good to go. And so now he wants a fourth shot around the world. He wants everybody in the world to get a four shot at billions of dollars to his company. And so now we're looking at big pharma trying to convince, again, through fear, you're going to have to get another shot. And um, I, I, I think that what I've been hearing, Kathleen, is that the centers around the country that are giving free vaccine shots are seeing greatly diminished people, number of people coming in to get the shots. And um, uh, the one point uh, I, I thought was important is that recent research shows that the people who have natural immunity because they got the virus are two and a half times better, stronger than the immunity they would have gotten from the vaccines. Two and a half yeah. times. I think I got sick in 2019 uh, with it. I came down with a, a viral pneumonitis, never before. Usually you get sick and it goes into secondary and then you have a bacterial infection, you have to take antibiotics. That's not what I was treated for. I had this awesome doctor uh, just up in the next town and she gave me an inhaler and some steroids and it worked. And I've treated and have taken care of uh, uh, three or four people that are really, really sick, one with the alpha and then the delta. And so I never did get sick. I have not. Um, I've had a few rapid heartbeats and some high blood pressure scenarios since I got sick. Um, but so far, you know, I never did contract it. And I think that I've got that robust natural immunity that they're talking about. So let me go back really fast to that bill that Kate, or Kate Brown wants to, to uh, pass. Lots of money going to mobile units so they can get to guess who? Here's the list. Anyone of color, the Indians, a native uh, First Nations, any, anybody of color. But guess who gets to be joined in that group? And low-income families. So you can be white and be in this group. And so they're going to spend millions of dollars. It's all, she's going to sign it real fast. They can take mobile units out into the field to get to these people that they say, you know, need it so bad that can't get to it. They got to get to these people. They don't have money. And this disparaging 
uh, low income families, but you can be white there. That's okay if you're low income. You know, that's the target zone. I don't know. I just get fired up when I talk about it. It fires me up because <laughs> they, they create. Remember what Donna Jackson said in the last show? Poverty's big business. Poverty makes them money. And so they got to keep these people in poverty. And what do they want to do? Spend our tax dollars and getting these mobile COVID-19 vaccination units and go out there and poison these people to create even more fragility, create even more victims, and then exploit them. Right. That's why things happen. And then I got a theory about why they got to have boosters all the time. Well, they got to keep injecting the computer components, the software into people. So they need to keep them controlled. They have to keep their minds, you know, focusing and supporting the new world order, build back better agenda, the green agenda. That's what I think. Well, um, uh, interesting. I, I, um, I don't know enough about the bill to, to, to speak on it, so I, I won't say anything about that. But I, I do think that, that um, as, as we now know, that the natural immunity is two and a half times more powerful than the vaccines. We also know that there were lots of other things that could be used beside the vaccines that could be used to treat antivirals and things like that, but they were never on the radar never on the radar of Dr. Fauci and his team. It was always about the vaccines. And- Which takes us um, to the downplaying of the therapeutics, that next one. Yeah. Uh, that they did not highlight or give out any like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. And that is proven. I have, we've used that effectively on uh, several times. Mm -hmm. And they were giving out wellness packs in India. You know, that's why they changed it from the India virus to the Delta, because India was smashing their COVID pandemic to the ground with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and their wellness packs. They would give them out to the people of India. That's why they changed the name, in my opinion. And so um, the singular focus on vaccines well, uh, killed, murdered many thousands of people worldwide and so that's another one um anything you want to say on that well i'm i'm a, an example of a, an individual who had received all three vaccines then i got covid and uh and then after i got over got over covid i had a heart attack and um i only had one artery in my heart that was blocked all the rest of them, which the doctor said was really strange, were between 60 and 70% clear. And they said it, it could very well have been the COVID or it could have been the vaccine. They're not sure which, but in any case, um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. But, but the point is that, that um, we are putting people in uh, difficult positions and, uh, force them to make decisions that they didn't need to. We got about 20 seconds, Kathleen. So um, what do you want to, what do you want to end with? Well, Moms Across America is always dedicated to bringing you the truth. And we hope that you enjoyed this program today. We want you to join us again next time. And we're praying for 
America. We're praying for the world. And we want you all to be safe, healthy, and happy. And we want to bless you. God bless America. We need all the help we can get. <laughs> I want you guys to uh, stay tuned for our next program because it's been great. We'll get Vicki Tonkins back on the show. And I want to thank you, Dan, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, My pleasure. It's been a great conversation. Everybody, you, you stay safe, take care. And you know what? Keep your heads on a swivel. And, and don't forget, you have the right to protect yourself. But let's all to try to peacefully non-comply. Thank you. Hello, this is Dan Perkins, co-host of Black and White Network, here to tell you about my latest book, Sad Eyes. This is a story of Mary Margaret Murphy, our red-haired, green-eyed, gorgeous Irish lass born in Waterloo, Iowa in 1916. Incredibly capable and talented woman who wants to make the world a better place. She knew at a very early age she didn't want to live in Waterloo, but she knew what she wanted to do and she wanted to be a nurse. She did her homework and found the best place to learn to be a nurse was in Chicago, Illinois. Side Eyes is her adventure, growing and maturing in the face of adversity, to become a very powerful voice in the American military during World War II. But it's also about her personal life and finding the love of her life for a fleeting moment. Side Eyes is available at hollismedia.net, amazon.com, and Barnes and & Noble, and through your local bookstore. Enjoy the read. If you are interested in reaching our vast black and white network audience with your products or services, then contact Hollis Media Group at 1-855-673-8635. That's 1-855-673-8635 for more information on this great opportunity.